The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 256 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Our topic today is what family caregivers should know about post-traumatic stress disorder. Sometimes someone experiences an event which is so unexpected and so emotionally shattering that it continues to have serious effects on them long after any physical or other danger has passed. Persons with this kind of experience may relive the events that cause them, cause them intense fear and horror through flashbacks, nightmares, and they may become emotionally frozen. And when they remain in this state for more than about a month, their condition is diagnosed as post-traumatic stress disorder. Post-traumatic stress disorder occurs in children as well as adults, and post-traumatic stress disorder can become so severe that the individual finds it difficult or even perhaps impossible to lead a normal life, which is why our topic today, what family caregivers should know about post-traumatic stress disorder, is so important. To discuss it, our guest, my guest, is Dr. Ruan Jayatunga. Ruan graduated in medicine from Ukraine's Vinitsa National Medical University, and then he joined the Ministry of Health of the government of Sri Lanka, and he's now studying psychology at York University in Toronto, Canada. In Sri Lanka, he worked closely with war veterans and civilians affected by war. He studied in considerable depth the impact of war-related post-traumatic stress disorder. He became one of the pioneers in the study of its effects, psychological effects, in Sri Lanka. He has written several books and published several research articles that recount the war trauma in Sri Lanka. In 2006, he visited the U.S. where he delivered several lectures on war trauma and post-traumatic stress disorder. And there he trained in the techniques of training in eye movement desensitization. That's a specialized psychological uh, method. And he studied under the renowned Philadelphia psychologist, Dr. Susan Rogers. So welcome to the show, Ruan. Oh, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Gordon. Right. Now, first question for you. Please tell us more about your life and your experience of family caregiving. Oh, uh, when I was doing my uh, social service worker diploma at Seneca College, uh, I had the opportunity of working with family caregiving agencies. Uh, While I was doing my placement in a family caregiving agency, 
I had the opportunity of working with clients, uh, family members, and other professionals such as uh, social workers, registered nurses, and physicians. Uh, it was a teamwork that uh, was geared to provide a comprehensive service for the clients. Uh, it was a, a fruitful experience that helped me to uh, widen my horizons. Now, let's also talk about your work as a physician in Sri Lanka. Please tell us about that. Oh, it was a, a wonderful period of 15 years. Uh, uh, from 1995 to uh, 2009, I worked as a physician in my home country. Uh, I provided my services as a medical officer in charge of a rural hospital, uh, then an MOH, uh, that's a medical officer of health, and as a senior house officer, uh, medical officer of mental health and a district coordinator of mental health. I predominantly worked in the mental health field. Uh, I was able to get a lot of experience uh, while working in the mental health sector. I studied the dynamics of uh, mental health, its impact, and also the recovery process. I provided psychosocial care for the uh, war victims for the learning PTSD and its uh, impact. That was a very, very uh, unforgettable period of uh, my life while working as a physician in Sri Lanka. Ruan, please tell us uh, about the dates of the war in Sri Lanka that you're going to be talking about in relation to the time period of your work as a physician there. What were, what were the dates? Uh, actually, uh, the uh, the, the uh, the ethnic uh, conflict and the uh, the war in Sri Lanka started in 1983, and it lasted until 2009. For nearly 30 years, uh, uh, people were affected by the armed conflict. So it's right to say then that your medical career in Sri Lanka really occurred during these war periods, these difficult periods. Is that right? Yes, indeed, because I started working with uh, combatants and civilians affected by the war since 1999. And uh, I uh, treated a large number of uh, combatants as well as civilians, even child soldiers uh, uh, who were recruited by the, uh, the paramilitary. So uh, it was a very devastating experience to Sri Lanka. And I'm happy that now the war is over, and uh, as a post-war country, Sri Lanka is uh, recovering. Right. Now, I want you to tell us uh, about post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and tell us also who typically it affects. Ron? Uh, yeah, I, uh, PTSD is an anxiety disorder. Uh, PTSD uh, denotes an intense, prolonged, and sometimes delayed reaction to uh, intensely stressful event. And also, uh, it can be described as a cluster of psychological symptoms that can occur after experiencing a psychologically distressing event. It could be a war situation uh, or a terrorist attack, a natural disaster, uh, physical or psychological abuse, or a severe accident, etc. And uh, PTSD has a paralyzing impact on its victims. The, the symptoms affect uh, their day-to-day lives, creating profound dysfunctions around them. 
And uh, PTSD victims experience intrusive memories, flashbacks, nightmares, uh, hyperarousal, avoiding fearful situations, difficulty to concentrate, they have memory problems, and other psychologically distressing features. It has a direct impact on the survivor's personal and professional life. Sometimes it impacts the family and uh, for the society, the community as well. Now, I still want to ask you more about post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, you you give it an abbreviation, PTSD. That's right, isn't it? But we're both talking yeah. about the same thing, Indeed. post-traumatic stress disorder. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes, okay. Now, typically, who does it affect, Ruan? Oh, uh, it can affect uh, various people, I mean... Uh, People of any age, uh, even children, as you mentioned, the children, uh, adults, and uh, people are generally vulnerable to this uh, psychological distress. Uh, it's uh, actually, there are uh, several types and events that can trigger PTSD. It could be uh, traumatic, any traumatic experience, uh, maybe following military combat or violent personal assault, such as sexual assault or physical attack. It could be torture, any terrorist attack, or serious automobile accident, or uh, being diagnosed with a life-threatening illness such as cancer, or uh, sometimes vicarious traumatization, uh, witnessing violent attacks, uh, accidents, torture, and people suffer. Uh, also, it could occur after a natural disaster like uh, hurricane, earthquake, or tsunami situation. So, really, the answer to my question about who typically it affects, it's anyone that yes. is in the path of one of these things that you've been talking about or yes. that's around. And also, and also the, psych, uh, the psychologists, they have identified certain uh, vulnerable uh, population, people with past trauma, people with childhood uh, trauma. So when their psychological makeup is being disturbed, these people could become uh, very vulnerable to further trauma. So in these people, uh, anxiety disorders uh, such as PTSD could develop very fast. Now, still talking about PTSD, I'm using your abbreviation now, post-traumatic stress disorder you mentioned that it's related to it's an anxiety disorder just please say a little bit more about what an anxiety disorder is oh anxiety disorder uh, it's uh, described in the dsm criteria diagnostic uh, uh, statistical uh, disorders of mental uh, mental disorders in the dsm uh, category uh, it's uh, stated as an anxiety disorder. So uh, it causes a lot of biological and psychological uh, distress. In so, a sorry, I interrupted you there. Carry on. Uh, so uh, it can cause uh, apprehension and people have uh, fearful thoughts and sometimes uh, uh, certain obsessions, obses uh, obsessive-compulsive thoughts, and it affects their personal and uh, uh, social life. 
So it would be right, Ruan, to say that this is a serious disorder. This is a serious illness. This is a serious form of anxiety. Is that right? Uh, yes, it's a form of a very serious uh, condition uh, that can affect a person. Uh, it can affect his family life. It can affect the community. And uh, it's a form of serious situation that we are talking about. It's time for a short break. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Dr. Ruan Jayatunga. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Powell River. Please stay with us. We will be back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Dr. Ruan Deatunga. Our topic is what family caregivers should know about post-traumatic stress disorder. So, Ruan, now let's talk about the history of post-traumatic stress disorder, the things that can trigger it and its effects on individuals. So, please tell us about the history of post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, actually, PTSD is a relatively newly defined disorder with an old history. Uh, although PTSD was officially recognized as a psychological ailment in 1980 by the American Psychiatric Association, and in 1993 by the World Health Organization, this illness uh, could be found in the human history. Uh, the symptomatology of PTSD had been described in the Holy Bible, in the book of Job, uh, and uh, Homer's Iliad and Odyssey narrates combat trauma among the warriors. The great Indian epic Mahabharata describes various, various combat uh, trauma-related behavior patterns of the war victims. Even uh, uh, Shakespeare talks about uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, 
Shakespeare illustrates PTSD symptomatology in a literary form. The best example would be the story of Lady Macbeth. She has intrusive memories, flashbacks, uh, intense guilt, obsessions, etc. And uh, in, 19, uh, in 1666, uh, Samuel Pepe vividly writes about the victims of the Great Fire of London. According to Pepe, the survivors had nightmares, intrusive thoughts about the disaster uh, with disturbed behavior pattern. Uh, even Sigmund Freud uh, eloquently wrote about uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, two of his case studies, uh, the officer uh, Norman White and the soldier, soldier of Darden Hills, had distressing behavior condition, which Freud uh, called traumatic neurosis. Indeed, he didn't use the word PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, during his time, uh, they widely used the term railway hysteria or railway spine, to describe uh, uh, traumatic uh, disturbed behavior pattern after uh, facing uh, traumatic events. So uh, Freud, uh, in his lectures, he writes about uh, fixation upon trauma, and uh, he, uh, in a number of uh, places he states uh, this uh, word uh, traumatic neurosis, uh, and uh, Freud vividly describes about this whole DSM uh, criteria of post-traumatic stress disorder. So uh, during the World War I, the, uh, the term shell shock was used to describe war trauma, and during the World War II, it was called combat fatigue. Uh, only after the Vietnam War, the clinicians used the term uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. So that's a brief history of uh, PTSD, and we find that it's a uh, relatively newly defined disorder with an old history. Right. And that's very important because w what we've done is to understand it well enough to give it a name, but it's been around, as you pointed out, for centuries. Yes. That's very, very helpful. Now, I want to ask you to give us some examples of the types of events that can trigger post-traumatic stress disorder. You've already talked about these uh, in a general way, but I wonder if you could give us some instances that in your professional career um, you had um, people coming to you uh, or you were taking care of people who'd been through a particular type of event. And if so, please talk, talk to us about those. Well, uh, I recall uh, a number of uh, my patients uh, who had uh, PTSD reactions after facing traumatic uh, combat events. I remember of one soldier, uh, he was belonged to a special forces, so uh, once in an operation they went, uh, uh, they went to the uh, 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 combat zone behind enemy lines, and uh, his body got killed by a sniper bullet. So they didn't have a means to bring the dead body back, so uh, they had to bury the body. So while he was burying his friend's body, he could feel the body warmth. So uh, after this event, after several months, he had an irrational and logical feeling that he buried his body alive. And uh, after some time, he had intrusions, flashbacks, nightmares about the incident, and he had the full-blown symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Then he was referred to our clinic, and uh, uh, we used a number of treatment uh, methods with him. And uh, eventually he was 
uh, able to uh, work back because during the time he was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, his personal life and his professional life was affected. He was a professional soldier and uh, he had severe avoidance and he didn't uh, want to see any military vehicle. He didn't like to wear military uniforms and even uh, watching uh, combat movie, war movie, uh, it intensified his anxiety and uh, it affected him drastically. So after the series of treatment, he was able to recover and even today he's working uh, despite the fact that he was affected by PTSD. And also I recall another client who met with an automobile accident in Los Angeles. So she was uh, heavily traumatized by this event, even though she was physically unharmed. This is a very important factor because uh, many of the PTSD uh, sufferers, the people with post-traumatic stress disorder, sometimes they are they may may be not having any physical wounds, but their psyche is deeply wounded. So this lady had fear feelings after the uh, automobile accident, and ever since she didn't want to drive. So. This really affected her professional life. This affected her uh, personal life. So when after she was treated, uh, uh, she was able to regain her confidence. She was, she was able to fight back her fear. And today she's fully functional. So there are a number of uh, stories like that. Again, that's, Ron, that's very helpful because what it points to is that the event may be something that the individual um, was involved with, not some other person, but the individual themselves. And as, as you described in the story of the, of the soldier, um, as time wore on, he became more and more associated with what he thought and felt in his mind was a terrible thing that he had done. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, is a very graphic illustration of um, what you've been saying all along, that this is a serious mental illness, uh, is post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, let me ask you to say more, give us some more examples of the effects on individuals of post-traumatic stress stress disorder, the way they react to the kind of uh, ways in which their bodies react and their minds react. Ruan? Uh, actually, there are psychological uh, effects. There are psychological symptoms. Even the clinicians have found some biological changes in the body, uh, the stress hormone levels, and even uh, the brain structure. And recently, they found a special uh, chemical, special protein called Y-protein formation in the brains of post-traumatic uh, 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 disorder. People with post-traumatic dis disorder, they can have various changes uh, in their bodies. So it's not only a psychological, uh, it could be biological as well. So uh, there are a lot of changes in them. There are physiological changes, and people react differently for trauma. Uh, it depends on their coping skills, their biological structure, their psychological makeup, and uh, every client is unique. Every patient is unique, and they have dif different ways of reacting and coping with post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, give us another example of 
but this time of what you've been calling the physiological effects or the body effects. Give us an example of that. Oh, uh, the, the fear factor. So when they uh, experience any fear or any reminders of past trauma, their heart rate could go up and the pulse rate goes up. So they start sweating and they experience fear and they want to avoid that particular situation. Uh, and sometimes the, uh, it can cause uh, vivid uh, nightmares. So the, they have sleep disturbances and uh, anger-related uh, emotional uh, uh, issues, sometimes uh, emotional dysfunction. And uh, in order to cope with this, uh, sometimes these clients could go into a destructive way of uh, coping strategies, uh, such as uh, alcohol abuse or drug abuse. Sometimes uh, I have seen people, they do overwork in order to uh, cope with a trauma. And all these negative stress cop uh, coping methods uh, impact their uh, psychosocial health. Do they feel get feelings of guilt when they're looking back yes. on what happened? Yeah. It depends on uh, trauma because in military uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, combat-related PTSD, and a lot of... Uh, uh, survivors, they have guilty feelings, survival guilt. Even in uh, natural disasters, they have guilty feelings. Even uh, I rem uh, remember uh, several uh, clients of mine had uh, guilty feelings uh, after uh, experiencing uh, an automobile accident. So they have uh, survival guilt. They have a uh, lot of guilty feelings. They get hold to these ir illogical and irrational belief systems. Uh, so they think that they are personally uh, blamed for the, uh, uh, they should, uh, 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 they should, uh, they are personally, uh, uh, should have the responsibility of this traumatic event. So, uh, and uh, they suffer heavily and sometimes uh, they suffer silently without seeking any help. Now, what about the sense of wellness in the way that people feel well when they're sleeping well and feel unwell when their sleep is disturbed? Is that something that happens to people with PTSD as well? Yes, many clients have uh, sleep disturbances. Uh, some people are unable to sleep. Uh, some people experience uh, nightmares and uh, uh, it's a very, very distressing factor. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Now, Kahn, we have a one-minute break. Yes, we're okay. going to take the break now. Yes, and, uh, and, uh, I got a cough. Uh, sorry about that. Just yeah. one minute. It, it uh, happens uh, to us all. It's time for a short break. This is Dr. Gordon Adley. My guest is Dr. Ruan Jayatunga. Uh -huh. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Power River. Please stay with us. We will be back. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise Are you a single parent trying to create the balance between home life and work life? You may be running a successful business, but how are your relationships with your family and children? If you're one of the thousands of people trying to juggle it all, tune in to Straight Up with Chris, real talk on business and parenthood, hosted by Chris Efesiu. Chris is the portrait of the success story, coming to the U.S. with no language skills, founding and growing several businesses while raising his daughter from age 7 to adulthood as a single dad. Listen every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Dr. Ruan Jayatunga. Our topic is what family caregivers should know about post-traumatic stress disorder. So now, Ruan, let's talk about the ways post-traumatic stress disorder is is treated, um, its effects on families and their needs for help. So first question, how is post-traumatic stress disorder treated? How effective is the treatment? And does the treatment offer a true cure? Ruan? Yes, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder can be treated with drug therapy and also with uh, psychotherapy. Uh, Drug therapy... uh, helps to combat depression and uh, anxiety. And psychotherapy is to give insight, uh, uh, the trauma, insight trauma education and enhance uh, coping strategies. There are a number of uh, psychological treatment methods being used today. And CB, uh, cognitive behavior therapy, CBT, is one of the effective modes of uh, psychotherapy that has been used to treat post-traumatic stress disorder. The goal of CBT, the cognitive behavior therapy, is to guide persons' thoughts in a more rational direction, changing negative thoughts. And also uh, uh, EMDR, or the eye movement, uh, desensitization and reprocessing in one of the unique uh, methods to treat uh, PTSD. Uh, It's one of the the most researched methods of psychotherapy used in uh, treatment of PTSD. Uh, EMDR was uh, discovered in, developed in uh, uh, 1987 by Dr. Francis Shafiro, and EMDR uh, is an information processing therapy. I recall 
after 2004 tsunami, we had a large number of people. After the Asian tsunami, we had a large number of uh, people with uh, PTSD and uh, the EMDR, HAP, Humanitarian Assistance Program. They came to Sri Lanka and they trained uh, physicians, including me. And we were able to provide a very comprehensive service for these uh, people affected by uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And these uh, individuals were able to achieve a dramatic improvement. And we monitored their progress for about a period of three to four years. And we found the uh, EMDR was one of the effective ways of treating PTSD. Also, uh, in uh, uh, treatment centers, they use client-centered therapy or Rogerian therapy because the individuals with PTSD, they have a lot of negative emotions. They need somebody to tell their stories, horrendous stories. So uh, while listening to these individuals with PTSD, they uh, achieve emotional catharsis. So it's important to listen to the clients with uh, this uh, trauma. And also I find rational emotive therapy that was developed by an American psychologist, Albert Elias. So this helps to uh, debate the, the client's irrational and illogical thinking pattern in a friendly mediation, especially in survival guilt. Uh, the RET or the rational emotive therapy helps a lot. And also we find existential therapy that was uh, developed by a uh, number of psychologists. And uh, as you know, Viktor Frankl, Dr. Viktor Frankl, he was one of the pioneers, uh, also a Holocaust survivor. And uh, existential therapy helps to find the meaning for the trauma because a lot of uh, individuals with PTSD, they have... Uh, they always question, why this happened to me? Why me? Why do I deserve to suffer like this? So if they find the meaning for this trauma, it enables them to move away with life. So uh, existential therapy, also a very important uh, method of dealing with trauma. And also meditation. And there are a number of research done today. There were PET scans and there were stress hormone analysis after mindfulness meditation and found that it's a very good stress break. Meditation helps to combat stress. And also yoga, diet, and exercises also help to improve people with post-traumatic stress disorder. So, Ruan, listening to you, it sounds to me as though the message is, is hopeful. That is to say that the treatment does offer um, yeah. relief and people can look forward to improving to the point where oh. they return to their normal lives. Is that right? Yes. PTSD okay, that... is not a uh, fatal disease or incurable disease. It can be treated. Symptoms can be uh, controlled. Okay, very good. Now, I'd like you to tell us about the effects of post-traumatic stress disorder on families and what the families need by way of help. Ruan? Oh, PTSD affects the individuals as well as the uh, family members. That's very important to know. It's 
uh, it's not an individual is uh, affected. The, uh, the families sometimes, the communities are affected by uh, trauma. So that's the fact that uh, we should know. And uh, the individuals with PTSD, they often use negative stress coping methods such as alcohol or drug abuse, uh, family violence, and sometimes uh, child abuse uh, and PTSD, it, it, uh, it goes hand in hand. Uh, there is certain uh, correlation between a post-traumatic stress disorder and child abuse. Sometimes uh, individuals with PTSD, they can overpunish their children. The child neglect uh, could occur. And uh, these individuals often have low productivity, so the families could face financial problems and relationship issues, relationship problems, because there's emotional numbing, emotional anesthesia is resulted by the post-traumatic stress disorder and social isolation. So uh, there are a lot of things that affect the uh, family dynamics, family system. And uh, in addition, they have sleep dis uh, disturbances, uh, sleep difficulties that affect the family, and mood swings, the anger issues. Uh, and I remember uh, I had a, a client who was diagnosed uh, with full-blown symptoms of PTSD. He really had a fear of harming a family member, so he used to sleep alone inside the separate room because he didn't want uh, during nighttime anybody to near him because he goes into certain flashbacks, uh, so he re-experiences uh, his uh, trauma, uh, 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 past trauma, and he could harm a family member. In fact, uh, once... Uh, when he was experiencing a flashback, he uh, tried to harm his daughter. So after that, he became really, really frightened, and uh, he always slept alone. He never, uh, 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 he never wanted any of his family members to be near him while he was having this agitation or uh, living in isolation. So what you've been saying indicates that the effects on families and communities as well as individuals can be very serious so that raises the question of what in what ways can healthcare and social systems help families um, well, are, deal with uh, these things uh, uh, there are a lot of ways the the healthcare the social system can help the individuals and families uh, affected by post-traumatic stress disorder. Because we have to understand, uh, Dr. Gordon, there are a lot of undiagnosed PTSD out there. There are people and families suffer silently without seeking any help. Sometimes due to social stigma, they don't come forward, or sometimes due to uh, unawareness. What's happening uh, with the individuals or with the families? So uh, sometimes they don't have... Uh, basic understanding about this uh, trauma that they are experiencing uh, for a number of years. And recently I read uh, there are about 8,000 former child soldiers living in Toronto. Uh, so we don't know whether these individuals got any uh, psychological assistance, whether they got any psychosocial rehabilitation after coming to Canada, because Canada is a very compassionate country. Uh, the Canada has a lot of uh, individuals, uh, a lot of families, 
uh, who, uh, who have been persecuted, uh, politically persecuted, and uh, helped uh, a lot of uh, people and communities. And we have a large number of uh, refugee population, so we have to uh, help them, we have to improve their psychosocial uh, health after coming to Canada. So we have, it has to be a very continuum. So continuously we have to look at their uh, mental health status because uh, a person with undiagnosed and untreated PTSD, it's like someone is carrying a bomb, a time bomb inside them. So uh, uh, anytime uh, it could go off uh, harming the individual, the family, as well as the community. So we have to, the, our health system should understand uh, these facts. And uh, these individuals need help. And the social uh, service workers, registered nurses, uh, I mean the frontline workers, the counselors, uh, need to have effect, effective uh, uh, training to handle trauma victims because uh, they need health education, uh, the, the health care and social uh, system should help to break the stigma associated with PTSD. So, so these fact, uh, factors are very vital. Uh, and the health care system should have an effective mechanism to deal with individuals and families affected by PTSD and uh, need to train the staff, provide facilities are essential. Even law and enforcement officers should have knowledge and skills to handle uh, or deal with uh, traumatized individuals without causing any agitation or distress. Because last few years, we heard a lot of tragic stories uh, and so forth. And recently I read after a prolonged uh, and distressing flight, anxiety rate could go up and uh, some vulnerable individuals go into certain agitation, certain disturbed behavior patterns, uh, especially people with undiagnosed PTSD uh, are very much vulnerable. So border services and the customer service officers should know about its impact. And if a person is disturbed and if a person is having certain disturbed type of behavior, uh, they should rethink of uh, the impact of PTSD as well. Right. Now, Rowan, I'm going to have to just stop you for a moment because we do have to take the break, but I just want to emphasize one thing you've said. PTSD isn't only the individual who's immediately affected by it. It's the families who themselves at times may even be suffering yes. from PTSD. And in any case, the stress on the families needs to be understood. And I would say, and I think you would say too, as part of the treatment of the individuals with PTSD. Now, as I said, unfortunately, time dictates that we take a short break, so they will do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Dr. Ruan Jayatunga. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We will be back.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Join us for Cruise Views, an exciting behind-the-scenes look into what makes your cruise vacation tick, as well as the guests, crew, and industry experts that are the sailing force behind some of the world's top cruise offerings. Cruise Views with Ken Muscat, brought to you by MSC Cruises, will help you make the most of your travel budget. Find out more about the -the state-of-the-art cruise ships sailing the high seas and get the inside scoop on the latest innovations and destinations. Ken will also feature surprises, including weekly giveaways and more. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to... Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite. I'm Dr. Ruan Jayatunga. Our topic is what family caregivers should know about post-traumatic stress disorder. Ruan, now I'm going to talk about the things that you would like to do in your future career in psychology and see done to help individuals with post-traumatic stress disorder and to help their family caregivers as well. So, Ruan, what more would you like to do to help these, these communities of individuals affected by uh, post-traumatic stress disorder? Ruan? Creating awareness is uh, very important and also identifying uh, that there are uh, there are issues relating to PTSD are important. Uh, there's a stigma attached with PTSD, and we have to eliminate that. And uh, it hinders uh, people uh, coming to seek help. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it's a type of barrier that families uh, uh, they, uh, don't want to come forward and uh, get the support services which are available out there. Uh, and. Uh, there are a number of myths associated with PTSD. Uh, for instance, uh, I remember uh, when we started working with our uh, uh, individuals diagnosed with PTSD back at home, uh, uh, there was a uh, there were certain uh, concepts brought into that, and some said that PTSD is an American illness and it. Uh, we don't have PTSD, which is a wrong idea, because uh, you find psychological trauma in every culture. Uh, the interpretation is different. Every culture describes a trauma healing methods. So PTSD is not an American illness. It was there throughout the human history. Uh, so uh, when we start, uh, started working back at home, uh, we had 
to confront some of the uh, some of our colleagues, some of our clinical members who uh, who question whether the PTSD is very culture defined or whether it's an American illness. So uh, although it came after the Vietnam War, uh, many research were done after the Vietnam War. Uh, so uh, we have to understand the impact of PTSD, and every culture has given different interpretation for the, the same disorder. And it was there throughout the human history. So uh, in addition, uh, I would like to say that PTSD can be treated. Uh, it's not a fatal illness. Uh, it's not an incurable illness. It can be treated symptoms can be minimized. So uh, we have to create awareness, uh, break the stigma, and uh, help individuals who are uh, silently suffering. Right. Ron, I want to ask you what more you would like to see done by the healthcare and social systems to address the things you've just been talking about, these these profound needs that people in the community have um, who may fear stigmatization if they come forward. So what more would you like to see the healthcare and social systems do to help these families? Ruan? Uh, it's essential to have a clear understanding about uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and its uh, uh, psychological and social impact. Uh, we had to address a lot of hidden issues uh, related with post-traumatic stress disorder, such Issues of alcohol and substance abuse, social violence, even homelessness. There, uh, there are a lot of uh, homeless individuals uh, with post-traumatic stress disorder. So we have to address uh, these fractions. And uh, we need advocacy and policy making. Uh, the uh, healthcare should uh, extend its support services to cater individuals and families affected by post-traumatic uh, stress disorder. Uh, in addition, we need to uh, we need an attitudinal change, the change of attitudes, uh, and uh, especially uh, relate to stigma. And we have to uh, see and treat these individuals with empathy and compassion. And we have to understand the the, the magnitude of their uh, suffering, and also. Uh, we have to understand that it's not a fatal or uh, incurable condition. Uh, it can be treated. So uh, post-traumatic stress disorder is a condition which you can combat successfully. Now, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question to that, and that's this. I'm getting the impression, and you must correct me if, I, if you disagree with me, that you believe that there's not enough information for the families and communities and maybe even the individuals for them to really understand what it is they face and the kind of help they need and can get. Is that right? Do you think the people living out there in the community do need more and better information? Is that right? Yes, uh, that's correct. Because some of the families, uh, they don't know what's happening with their family member, particular family member who is affected by PTSD, because uh, they, uh, he or she could be using other negative stress coping methods. So you see the secondary problem uh, rather than the 
the original uh, trauma. And also we have to understand that uh, there are uh, late manifestations of post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, this was a research done by Dr. Michael Robertson of the uh, Mayo Wesley Clinic. He found uh, uh, late reactions of PTSD in uh, uh, number of veterans uh, after 50 years of the original trauma. So this is important. That there could be seniors with past trauma. Uh, I remember uh, here in Canada, I, uh, as a social service worker, I worked uh, with uh, uh, one client who witnessed the Luftwaffe bombing in uh, uh, in England, the, uh, the air raids of England. He saw, uh, as a child, he saw an ablazing uh, motor vehicle. So that uh, fear factor, that traumatic incident, uh, affected him drastically. So he came to Canada and he did a very successful, he had a very successful profession. So this uh, a, a person is in his uh, uh, 90s, but still he uh, cannot drive a vehicle. He never, uh, he uh, always had a chauffeur. He had his family member to drive him. So even after coming to Canada, uh, he couldn't drive. So this childhood uh, uh, traumatic event affected his entire life. Right, right. Now, Rowan, I want to ask you the very last question, which is this. What is your message for family caregivers caring for a family member with post-traumatic stress disorder. What do you want to say to them? Oh, uh, as I uh, said, it's uh, not an incurable disorder or condition. It can be treated. Uh, there are support systems out there. Uh, so uh, there are a lot of support uh, services out there. Also, we should not forget the uh, impact of culture. Uh, the culture is a very powerful uh, healing tool. Uh, and every culture is unique, and every culture has a healing system. Uh, so when you're, uh, as a caregiver, uh, when you're working with a client, you have to consider these, uh, uh, the cultural factors as well. And it can be incorporated uh, with the major treatment measure. And uh, caregivers and family members need to understand the individuals with PTSD and its dynamics and how it impacts the client. It's very, very important. Uh, and they ought to know the uh, triggering factors and uh, need to know the methods to calm down the client uh, in an agitation or in a flashback situation. Uh, and also, uh, I believe love and empathy and compassion could do wonders. You can always improve the condition of your client, make he or she more functional. You can always add a new meaning to their life. I would just want to respond to you in this way by saying I think that's a very powerful message and I think it includes the point that we discussed earlier, which is that families and their in, the individuals and the communities need more and better information about all the things all the effects on individuals all the ways of helping individuals all the way of helping families uh, because and this is crucially important from what you said the outlook with the treatments and the care is good You've made the point several times, and it's a powerful point, and I would just want to emphasize it back to you, is that post-traumatic stress disorder is not a fatal illness. <clears throat> it can be helped. It can be 
progressed in a hopeful way. And so that message is important along with the message of all the care and the things that you've actually been talking about. So I want to say, first of all, thank you very much for this because it's what you've been talking about is profoundly important. I want to, and I do know something about you, I know that you've just passed one of your examinations in psychology, and I'm wanting to wish you on behalf of all of us who are listening to this episode, every success in your new career in psychology in Canada. You are needed, and I want you to succeed. We want you to succeed. So thank you very much for this, and we really would like to talk to you again about some of the things that you've been mentioning. I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Our next episode will be Jobs for Americans with Disabilities. Please join us same time, same spot on the internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being around. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.